Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. So, uh, you want to get this dumpster fire started? Fuck yeah. Yeah. I'm Aaron. Hi, I'm Jordan. Hello. Hello. I'm sorry. For what? For making you watch tonight's movie, Dead Alive. <laughs> well, like I said, I probably could have gone my entire life without watching it. Yeah. But I'm kind of glad I did. I, you know, I took some very interesting notes. Well, that's a relief. Yeah. I kind of figured you wouldn't talk to me again after, <laughs> after that. Well, I mean, I've seen worse. I have not seen worse. No, I, I have seen worse because I've seen a Serbian film. Ooh. Yeah. I've only heard things. I have never seen it. Yeah, I've only heard. It's terrible. Yeah. All right. So, Dead Alive. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, like, literal shit. Yeah. There was plenty of custard. Ugh. Ugh. So rich and creamy. <laughs> I still like I get that you know that feeling in the back of your throat when you're about to gag like that's what I'm feeling every time I think about that yeah every every time but we'll 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 get to that dead alive is a believe it or not Peter Jackson film yeah one of his earliest uh came out in 1992 the original title is called brain dead yeah I don't know why they changed it but it was originally brain dead it is an hour and 44 minutes of just pure ridiculousness. Yeah. It's yeah. utter nonsense. Yeah. I guess you'd call it a satire, like a zombie satire film. Yeah. This is like the ultimate B movie, I think. Yeah. It's like trauma on crack. <laughs> it's it's a really well-made shit movie, isn't it? Well, it actually has an 86% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. That doesn't surprise me at all. It surprises me. I mean, they spent $3 million on this. That's, that's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, $3 million to make fake organs and blood. And lots of blood. Lots of, lots of puppets. red food dye and ketchup and whatever else you could possibly come up with. Yeah, puppets. That's yeah. like the biggest thing, which is surprising yeah. to me because they use like a claymation. Yep, like, sparingly. I, yeah. I, I think they must have done the claymation part like as a tech demo because really well because they they only used it in the one scene oh everything else was puppetry that's true they didn't even use stop motion when we first see the simian radicus (laughs) they only use it in the zoo scene oh that's true that's true which i wonder i wonder if that was kind of a hey look what we could do give us some money thing yeah well, I mean, I guess that would make sense. I mean, if, if he's going to go on to make all of these other movies. Because if you didn't know, and watching this, you would never think to yourself that this man would go on to make one of the top grossing epic sagas of our time. The, the scale 
difference between this and Lord of the Rings is astounding. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, obviously, well, this is this was made. Uh, shit, it's only like ten years after Dead Alive that he started those oh my Lord gosh. of the Rings movies. <laughs> That's crazy. I didn't realize that. That's so funny. Like how far he has come. Like, and he he did a bunch of like really interesting films in the interim. He did The Frighteners with Michael J. Fox, which was uh. It was know, a good movie. It was a good movie. Yeah. Um, and then he did several other films, and then he went on to do to do Lord of the Rings, which was amazing. I mean, it was it was just absolutely yeah. perfect as far as you can you can go with that. So I mean, it's it's just it's just funny to me. We're not going to talk about the Hobbit trilogy. Well, I actually like the Hobbit trilogy a lot. Really? Yes, I do. I'm not even ashamed. I have no shame. I'm ashamed for you. No. They're they're good. They're not no, the best. They are not good. They're okay. Obviously, they're not the original Lord of the Rings trilogy. They are a shitty knockoff of the Lord of the Rings movies. I didn't even watch the third one. The second one sucked so bad that I was just like done, <laughs> just done. I just had a good time with them. I don't know what it was because I know that they took a lot out from the original from the original book they added stuff in yeah they expanded a lot of characters that didn't really have a story in the original you know in the in the book so i can understand where people would be annoyed with it but i liked it well anyways back to dead alive just an interesting some interesting facts about all the gore this movie is to be the is the bloodiest of all time measured an amount of film blood during the production they used 300 liters of fake blood that was well that was just in the final scene what's that in freedom units <laughs> liters get the fuck out of here i don't know we'll have to convert that okay so we'll get to this but during the lawnmower scene at the end movie blood was pumped at five gallons per second wow that's isn't crazy. That, is it insane? That is, that is insane. a lot. And that's all going on people. Yeah. Like in their faces. That's ridiculous. It was a fantastic scene. So yeah. So so lots of blood. So let's talk about the premise of this movie. Because I think for those who have not seen it, which. See it. Just see it right now. I will say though, if you have a sensitive stomach. I'm, I'm dead serious about this. If you have a sensitive stomach at all, either skip some scenes or don't watch it at all because you are going to be grossed out i mean this movie is best enjoyed with a nice bowl of chili no and we had to pause it so we could just eat tacos yeah that was more of a courtesy i could have eaten all those (laughs) i could have eaten tacos and watched that all day long and i have a really strong stomach and i wouldn't have gotten sick but i wouldn't have been able to finish my food really yeah you know it it was so the the blood was unrealistic enough well it's not the blood though it wasn't the blood the custard scene was oh. was pretty gross okay so let's let's that's what i think of every time i think of this movie is that scene because <laughs> it is the grossest fucking thing it i've ever seen really disgusting it uh, sorry i thought <laughs> i thought about it <laughs> just don't picture it <laughs> oh, too bad i'm doing it um, okay, so the basic premise of this movie is that a young man's mother is bitten by a Sumatran rat monkey. Yep, the Sibicus raticus. <laughs> she gets sick and dies, at which, ti- which time she comes back to life, killing and eating dogs, nurses, friends, and neighbors. Basically, this whole town of Wellington. Yeah. Um, again, it's set in, in Wellington, New Zealand, so they all have fun accents, which I cannot 
do and it makes me sad I can try it's going to be really um really embarrassing though so I apologize to any Australian slash Kiwi listeners that we have because it's going to be real bad okay so it starts out uh in it's the country Sumatra is that, is yeah. that the, okay so it starts Good out coffee, in coffee bad rats oh I've never had Sumatran Ooh, coffee you should have some Sumatran coffee oh wow tasty put that on my bucket list I mean, um, you could just go to the store. You don't have to wait till you <laughs> die to do it. So we start out in Sumatra and the jungle, and there is this um, New Zealand zoologist who has come to, they find this rat monkey. I guess it's rare or something. I don't know why they feel, anyway, it doesn't explain it. They don't explain <clears> it, but it is um, a good find. This guy's pretty excited about it. He's hired a guide and translator to, we need to go back man yeah <laughs> <laughs> the guide is basically like we need to go back we can't have this thing it's gonna kill us and the guy's like shut up i gotta take it back to the zoo i got, i'm gonna be rich i gotta i gotta be rich shut up um and so then the locals start to try and make them stop and i have realized in a lot of movies not just this one but a lot of like adventure ish movies if the locals are trying to keep you from taking like a relic or an antique or a devil rat monkey it's probably going to kill and you know curse and kill you so just leave it alone yeah just leave it there it's in the jungle for a reason what is it uh take only pictures and leave only footprints yeah yeah Yeah. exactly because it's gonna kill you dead yep in the worst way possible true don't open any fucking tombs nope nope you're gonna die you're gonna get sucked up by a a mummy if you find a book in the basement bound in human flesh leave it alone just leave it alone just just leave it leave it be the guy is in the car and they're you know safely moving on and the locals have stopped chasing them at one point the car hits a bump and the cage falls on the zoologist and I guess the monkey somehow like he scratched him scratches him or bites him yeah and they the local the guides are like he bit you 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 got bit and uh so they first cut off his hand and then they see that he got bit on the arm so they cut off his arm and so then they notice the scratch on the guy's head and then they cut his head off. And then the guides, I don't know why the guides didn't just leave the rat monkey. Yeah, I don't understand that. He still took the rat monkey. And they sold it, which I guess if it's a, you know, if they're trying to get money out of it, that makes sense. But they like this whole time they're like, no, we need to leave it. We need to go back. And yet they still travel with it. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Well, I mean, the movie wouldn't have been nearly as good if they just left it there. <laughs> the end. The end. And everyone <laughs> was fine. Yeah. So we go through the montage of it traveling by ship and it being unloaded and put in the zoo. Um, and then we are um, introduced to the town of Wellington. And uh, we see it's a very quaint town with giant train sets going <laughs> through the middle of their town. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so... Let me talk about the first time I watched this movie because the trade sets, that's what sealed the deal for me with this film. (laughs) I was probably 14 and I rented it from Blockbuster based on the cover. Uh Uh-huh. Me and some friends, we were wanting to watch a movie that night. We had no idea what to get. 
We grabbed that. Had no fucking idea what we were in for. <laughs> I mean, we didn't have a clue yeah. what it was we were about to watch. We didn't know who Peter Jackson was. We didn't. I mean, this movie was probably out three years by the time I saw it. When that train set came on, I lost my fucking shit. <laughs> I mean, the balls. Just the the brass balls that it took to try and pass that train set on is the real thing. <laughs> I mean... They couldn't go to a place with a train and just film it? Well, no, because it went through the middle of the town. And I don't think he was trying to, like, make it pass. I think he was yeah. just like, let's put this train set here and see what happens. This movie looks like an Odie Chan production. Yeah, it, <laughs> it totally really does. does. I mean, he just, they could have done things to make it look more real. They didn't want to. It's funny because the train cars are, like, super skinny. And they're long, like, and they just like pass by each other. And I was sitting there watching and Aaron's like, look at the train set. Look at the train set. And I was like, train set. And they passed by another. And I was like, ah. <laughs> it's, it's so bad for me. When I saw that, I was like, oh yeah, we're in for a ride now. It just adds a lot of charm. I feel like it to, really does. to the movie. And then we're introduced to the film's heroine, uh, Paqueda. 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 Yeah, we never did decide where Paquita's from. I think she she's from Spain. She speaks Spanish, but she's got a gypsy grandmother. Well, maybe the grandmother's actually Spanish, and she just likes tarot cards. I don't know. Could be. I, I would say that maybe Spain They sure has made some... her look like a gypsy. Well, maybe Spain has gypsies. Is that... I mean, uh, roamers, not uh, nomads. I don't think we can call them gypsies anymore. We can call them gypsies. Okay, fine. We'll call them gypsies. I mean, if any gypsies get offended, well, fuck you. You're gypsies. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> likes gypsies. Get fucked. <laughs> she go steal a baby, you fucks. That's what they do. Contribute to society. Gypsies. Get a job. Get a fucking job, gypsy. And uh, Paquita is the most thirsty girl she is thirsty. I've ever seen. Like she's she's very infatuated with this guy who makes these deliver like, you know, pharmaceutical deliveries to her her parents store and, you know, her grandmother reads her tarot cards and she's like, "Oh, you're going to meet some some handsome man and and he's going to, you know, if you see the symbols of the moon and the star, you know, he's the one for you. And she's just so love obsessed. It like, it's almost at times you're just like, girl, move on. Like, just get out of the way. You're, you're blocking the rest of the story here. And then in Bumble's Lionel. Gotcha, Lionel Cosgrove. He's like, I don't know. He's just clumsy and he kind of comes off as dopey. He's a big mama's boy. Big mama's boy. He's he's actually there uh, putting in the grocery order for mama. He somehow manages to like fumble around and mess something up to where it makes the symbol of the moon and star. And right. she's like, oh, you're the one. You're it. She forgets all about old Hunkers Magoo. Hunkers Magoo. <laughs> <laughs> Who turns out to just be like a um, He's a Al Bundy. Well, he's like a washed up football player. Yeah. Or whatever he's it is. He's reliving the glory days every minute of his life. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, she completely forgets about him. 
And well, there was something else. The grandmother had actually pulled a tarot card that was something like distress or or despair or doom or right. whatever. But something th- horrible is gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, and and Bikita's, but she's gonna find love, so they, she's got that going for her. And Paquita's like, "What's that card?" And the grandmother's like, "Oh, don't worry about no. that one." Yeah, so she like sees the symbol and she like basically walks him out of the store. He just totally forgets about his grocery order, and so then we're introduced to dear old mummy. Vera. She is just insufferable. She is. She's like um Norman Bates's mother. Yeah. Times a thousand. And she's like open in mail with butcher knives and like pointing at things with butcher knives and Oh Lionel. Oh, there's a beetle under the fridge. <laughs> You've got to get it. I told you to spray. <laughs> yes, mother. Sorry, mother. And what he's, was he's wept. His mama whipped. What was the uh what was the name of the society she was a part of? The WL WL <laughs> Well the Wellington, Wellington Ladies Wellness League. Something like that. Something like that. And she's very hoity toity about it. She's trying to be a socialite. Yeah, yeah. And she's just found out that she is being made the the, the treasurer or something like that. She's getting a position of high rank in the WLWL. Whatever that means. You means know. a lot to her. She's, I guess. She's psyched about it. We kind of get a little background on Lionel. You know, he's got these visions of water. And we see pictures of his father who died. Looks like a serial killer. Paquita has come by to bring the groceries. And she basically just asked him out on a date. You know, when the mother sees and she's just very like. She's clutching her pearls. Yeah, clutching her pearls, spying on it. Foreign girl. Foreign girl asking her son to the zoo. So then we go to the zoo and we again see Thirsty Paquita all over this guy. I mean, they're on one date and she's just all like, oh, I can't even do her accent. It's 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 fate. fate. Romantically entangled forever. Yeah, thirsty. I don't know why I can't do her accent. I just can't place it. I mean, I know it's Spanish, but I can't do it. It's just really high-pitched and terrible. Yeah. But she's a good actress. I think she did a great job in this movie. Yeah, she was okay. She was better than Lionel was. I don't know. Lionel was... You know who the real best... You know who the best actor in this movie was? Who? Lionel's mom. She was amazing. Yeah, she was pretty awesome. She was so good. Especially when she had to act dead and be a zombie. Yeah. For those minutes, for however long. <laughs> for most of the movie. Yeah. This is another thing with this movie. These camera angles. They're amazing. There'll be scenes where she's talking and they're shooting up at her, you know, mm-hmm. from underneath. And you can see her little waddle just going crazy. And <laughs> it's like Peter Jackson wanted every shot to be awkward and he wanted to catch the the worst that he could of these actors. Oh, and he totally did. And he totally did. This yeah. movie's unsettling from shot to shot. Even if there's nothing weird going on on the screen, it's awkward. It's disorienting. It is disorienting. Like, there's there's just moments where you're like, oh my gosh. Like, I mean, if he's gonna, if you're out to find the worst angles of a person, Peter Jackson could probably do it. Yeah, he, they did so many different things. Mm-hmm. Every camera angle you could imagine, 
was in this movie. That's they true. had truck shots. They had dolly shots. They had some amazing truck shots. Yeah. Like, I don't know how they did some of those shots, frankly. Uh, obviously, this house was a set. And they had all the room they could get behind them because, you know, they, they yeah. did some pretty cool uh Well, I was trucks. thinking that because there's a scene where Lionel is mowing the yard. Mm-hmm. And he pushes the mower over the camera. Right. And, like, you see the blades stop yeah. spinning. Like, that's super cool. That's what I'm talking about. Things like that. I wouldn't even know how to do that. Yeah. But we also had puppetry. We uh-huh. had miniatures. We had claymation. Midgets dressed up in uh, yeah. baby zombie makeup. Lots and lots of practical effects. No digital anything on this film. Yeah. I like that. So uh, Lionel and Thirsty Paquita go to the zoo and she is just all over him. And they come upon the Sumatran monkey, rat monkey. And we get a glimpse at it and it is the ugliest thing ever. This is our claymation scene. Yes. Terribly done claymation. Claymation's terrible anyways. Yeah. But this is especially bad. I mean, I give them kudos for trying, but... Ooh, Lordy. I think it would have been, I think it was a better choice than trying to do a puppet. Uh, I don't know. They did pretty good with the puppetry. I think it would have been fine. Yeah, maybe. But it was just an inch, like it just made it creepier. I feel like it being the motion certainly was weird. All jagged and distorted. And yeah, that's why I say I think that this was like a tech demo that they did to secure funding because everything else in the movie is much better quality than that. Yeah. Well, and Claymation wasn't exactly new at this point. No, I mean, they'd already not. done Nightmare Before Christmas, right? Well, Jason and the Argonauts was made about 30 years prior to this film, and it used a lot of Claymation. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it wasn't a new concept, but I guess in New Zealand, it probably would have been, and for Peter Jackson. I don't think they had movies in New Zealand before Peter Jackson yes, came they along. Did. <laughs> They only got electricity 50 was, years ago. They just they just did silhouette puppets and that was it. <laughs> With their lanterns. Yeah. Sheep everywhere. Just sheep. Just sheep. So um, they're at the zoo. They see the rat. They see that it has basically like is eating the other monkeys. Yeah. It rips another monkey's arm off. Yeah. It punches it first though. <laughs> Yeah. And it's so ridiculous. It totally you hear does. the sound effect. It's like whack. It's <laughs> it's it's the so sound silly. effects of this movie are ridiculous, but yes. they're awesome at the same time. The, like the foley artist for this movie had to have been the best goddamn foley artist in New Zealand. Oh my god! He was the sound effects in this movie were amazing. Yeah, I mean, Perfect. any anytime there was like blood spatter, I mean, honestly, it sounded. It sounded like diarrhea. Like, not even going to lie. Like, it just was, like, thick but watery at the same time. And it just, yeah. you know, like, did you did you happen to go into somebody's bathroom on Taco Tuesday? And <laughs> <laughs> A lot of effort was put into it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, for something that is ridiculous and, and something that is... But, but it was a labor of love. It was obviously a labor of love. It was yeah. a shit movie, but they did the motherfucker... As best as they possibly could. Yeah. Then the, you know, we see Lionel and Paquita, you know, she gets sick seeing the the rat monkey eat the other monkeys and they go to sit down and we see that the mother has come to the zoo to spy on them. Hold on, hold on. First we get the zookeeper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
So the zookeeper comes up and he's like, poor little bugger. Yeah. Story goes, these great big rats scurried off the slave ships and raped all the little tree monkeys. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Oh, that's a great role. Man, these bit parts in this movie, though, they're great. Yeah. So great. I would be I would be proud to have a bit part in this movie and to, you know, show it off to people and be like, look what I did, That's guys. That's me. That's me. That was great. Yeah. Because um, they're all caricatures of people. Yes. And and, and we talked about this Everyone's before. a cartoon character in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about this before um, about how maybe some things were lost in translation about certain characters yeah, um, I think some of them might have been stereotypes that we're not aware of. Yeah, I there's just a lot that I you know like um like Lionel's mother, she had an English accent. She didn't have a New Zealand accent. Yeah. Um and there were several other characters who had English accents too, which it's not uncommon for people from the UK to live in Australia Australia. You know, Australia. Australia. That was so bad. <laughs> Whoa. Or New Zealand. So that's not totally uncommon, but it, it was just funny to me how like the all the posh people all had English accents and everyone else had, you know, weird Wellington accents. Yeah. Everyone's kind of sleazy. Yeah. All of our characters are really kind of sleazy. A little bit. Well, Lionel's not sleazy. He's just kind of. No, Lionel's an idiot. Yeah, he's just an idiot. He's just a bumbling fool. Yeah. And and he continues to be. At no point in this movie does Lionel ever become anything but a bumbling idiot hero. He is the luckiest, unluckiest person. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he stays alive through this whole thing, so kudos, Lionel. Yeah. But also, him. he just gets into these situations where you're like, how did that even happen? Like, what, yeah. where, what step did you have to take to get to this point in your life? I don't understand. Lots uh, of bad decisions. Yeah, lots of bad decisions. Yep. Um, so the mother, again, the mother is spying on them. She's up against the cage that is holding the the rat monkey, and it bites her. Yep. Um, and I have to give kudos to Vera, though. I mean, she, like, stomps the shit out of that monkey. She stomped that fucking thing to death. No she longer did. claymation. Now no. it's a puppet. Uh-huh. And its eyeballs are bursting out. It's... <laughs> disgusting but she i mean and she's all like she's like (laughs) squishing the head of this thing yeah and she recovers quickly she does she's like take me home lionel take me worst date ever yeah he Uh, just ditches paquita he's gone yeah she's like because he's not into her but what about our romantic entanglement well there's only one lady for lionel so anyway, he takes he takes his mother home. The nurse comes, wraps her bandages, and he takes care of mummy. And then later that night, Paquita shows up, and she is not quiet at all. She's like, Lionel! Yeah. Lionel! <laughs> right. And, and you're sitting there going, girl, hush up! Trying to get his attention at the window. Yeah. First, Lionel's like, look, I can't see you. My mom's too controlling. I don't have a life. And she's like but we're supposed to be romantically entangled forever. And he's like, what's wrong with you? But, yeah. You know, and then he she comes around, she goes to leave and he's like, Oh, what else I got? And yeah, so I, he, I, I he, don't have much future. So you're it. Yeah. Paquita. So they kiss and it's official. It's official. I mean, not Facebook official. No. So how official can it actually be? Good point. But it very quickly turns into sex, I guess. 
I mean, it's implied, really. Is it? I don't know. They have I, clothes I don't on. know. So the whole time that they're, you know, having their romantic entanglement, the mom is succumbing to this fever that she has and and Piquita's grandmother or mother, whatever she is, is flipping tarot cards, distress, <laughs> doom, death. <laughs> you know, it's just this, like building up to, to something and you're you're like, okay, oh, you know, they're trying to like build up the tension and really you're just like, man, this is ridiculous. So, yeah. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention about this movie is is the music. The music in this movie is basically all done with a piano yeah. and maybe some strings. Like, yeah. we could have done the score for this movie. Very simple score. Yeah, just, I mean, I don't even really it's, know how to describe it. It's almost like, uh, it's kind of an upbeat, almost carnival music kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, you know, and even in the parts where there, you know, there's like danger or zombies or whatever, it's very like fast piano type yeah. music. And, and I mean, it, it really fits with it. It, it yeah. keeps it up. It makes it even more campy. It seems like they had a grand concept for how they wanted it to be done. They just didn't have the ability to do it that way. So they just kind of went with what they had. Well, but you got to think about it. What are you going to spend your money on? Fake blood or they had an orchestral a lot score? Of puppets to make. This is true. Yeah. This is true. Um, it's clear that the budget was not spent on music. No, not at all. This was done by Peter Jackson's nephew. Or, <laughs> or on real trains. Yeah. No real trains and no real music. Yeah. Blood. We need all the blood. All the blood and guts. Yeah. So I guess they couldn't. I guess they couldn't afford to travel, because they could have. No. They could have traveled somewhere with a train and pretended that was Wellington. Maybe. I guess. Yeah. But you know, this is pre Lord of the Rings budget. You know, you can do a lot when you have all the money in the world. Yeah. So then we go to the next morning and Lionel wakes up to go check on his mother and we see that she is in distress and she's feverish and he goes to look at her wound and it's disgusting. It's pulsating and it's bleeding and goop and goo and it's just so gross. And this starts the fantastic tummy (laughs) rumbling gore that we experience through the whole movie. I mean, this is just the tip of the iceberg. It gets... A lot worse. I think this is as bad as it gets. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the people from the WLWL show up and Lionel goes up to his mom and tells her, hey, the, what are their names? The Mathisons from the WLWL. Yeah. And uh, and she races to the mirror and starts trying to put on lipstick and she rips her skin off of her face. And then Lionel goes and gets some super glue and starts dabbing (laughs) it on there. And it's just so wet and gross. And you've got (laughs) sound effects and it's just so gross. But that's not the grossest part i have to admit though he did a good job with the super glowing oh yes when she looked the, fine when you when you're at the kitchen table i mean she looks very sick but you can't even see the line where her skin is coming it's off it's almost as if they didn't have the budget to make it happen in that scene <laughs> <laughs> so this is the best part of this movie the oh. grossest most disgusting thing i think i've ever seen in a movie i have to read you my notes because I was screaming the whole time yeah, I'm watching this. She totally was. I was, I wrote, no, oh my God, no, no, holy shit, no. That's exactly what you said yeah. out loud. 
with gusto. Oh my god! Because okay, the WLWL has stopped by to I guess see that her house is in order and she's not a total slob, and she's fucked up. Yeah, she is. I mean, she looks like at any moment a body part is going to come off, and it does at some point. Yeah, but she is just very, very fragile looking. But also, she's like, Ugh. right? She looks. She's moaning, and she's very much a textbook zombie at this point. Yeah, she's not dead yet. No, but we're getting there. Yeah. Um. So they're eating lunch and and asking her questions about the agenda, and she's like, W-L-L-W-L. and the son's like, oh shit. She's just rambling incoherently. <laughs> Nothing she's saying makes any sense. And, yeah. <laughs> and, the woman that they're eating dinner with you know she's obviously showing signs of you know this is out of the ordinary yeah. and her husband of course is a doofus and he he doesn't see anything wrong it's there's nothing wrong with this nothing yeah. at all and she's like grabbing meat off of lionel's <laughs> yeah, plate right. stuffing it in her mouth and you know it's just all very like it's starting to go downhill very quickly yeah and then they're getting done with lunch and Lionel's trying to shoo them out the door so that he can get his mother to the hospital. And the guy's like, but what about custard? Custard. <laughs> oh, and then, and then the glorious custard well, scene. Like, you have to tell this because I don't think I can. I just, I just. Oh, I'll do it gladly. So <laughs> they are, they all are sitting there. They have their custard in little bowls in front of them and it's, it's yellow and it's creamy looking and it, it I wouldn't I wouldn't eat it honestly no. I wouldn't eat that that just doesn't look what? like anything I'd eat anyways but that doesn't matter because Vera starts poking on the wound on her hand from the rat monkey <laughs> and some blood and pus just a big glob of it comes shooting out and uh flies right into Mr. Matheson's custard <sighs> he stirs it around a little bit oblivious to the situation gets a big old spoonful eats it and says so rich and creamy and that's about the point where i lost my shit i was like no (laughs) and he just keeps going with it oh this is the best custard i've ever had oh my god meanwhile vera's ear falls into her own custard she spoons it up and starts eating it which chewing at, on her own ear at which point miss matheson's like oh oh my and she excuses herself to She's the bathroom out yeah and uh vera spits her earring out <laughs> it's disgusting just disgusting man i just want to be a fly on the wall when they're writing that like <laughs> I, I mean, you have to, like, just push through it and be like, and blood and guts get squatted into the custard and he takes a bite. Like, I just Could you even... imagine being on set when they filmed that? Oh, oh, God. Either it was the most fun any of these people ever had or the most disgusting thing any of these people have ever done. I think I would have to be drunk or at least have taken a shot or two. I think there was plenty of drinking on the set of this movie. <laughs> I have no doubts of that. I mean, just to even remotely go through half of the things that these actors were put through. I mean, you'd have to be just stoned or drunk out of your mind. So anyway, they get through the lunch and they leave and Lionel's like, oh my God, my mom's falling apart. We got to get her to the hospital. And he takes her upstairs and 
this is the point where Paquita comes by and she's like, I thought you were going to call me. I tried to, where have you been? I need you. I'm so thirsty. I can't live without <laughs> you, Lionel. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and her dog comes in and he's, you know, she's like, how's your mother? And he's like, oh, we're going to go to the hospital. And then we hear the sounds of the dog yelping and crying and freaking out. And you're like, oh, my God, what just happened? And they go upstairs and the mother has eaten the dog whole. Well, she hasn't eaten it whole. She's basically torn it to shreds and then eaten it. Right. Lionel goes in and starts pulling this dog's fur. Basically is is the dog's skin out of her mouth. Your mother ate my dog. Not all of it. <laughs> and you see blood spatter and guts on the wall and all over the bed. And it's just, we're just going downhill from here. It, that's just where it goes. It's into some batshit insaneness. She's coming down the stairs because they're going to take her to the hospital. And she falls down the stairs and she dies. And, you know, the nurse is there um, to check on her. And she's like, sorry, Lionel, she's dead. Nothing's ever mentioned about the dog again. No. We're just over that. Yeah, we're over the dog. I mean, even Paquita's like, oh, la, 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 gonna help my yeah. boyfriend get his mother to the hospital. I mean, and they do this whole scene where Vera's come back to life and uh-huh. she's attacking Lionel. She bites the nurse first. Right. Well, she pulls she the nurse's... rips the nurse's head off. Yeah, the nurse, like, it's hanging by skin on the back of her right. neck. Like and, it's- and they do a really cool thing where they show the nurse's point of view and it's upside down, <laughs> which I thought was, was a lot of fun. Yeah. I like that. And so we get this scene where they bump into the radio and the radio turns on and there's a radio play and Paquita is upstairs trying to find out what toothbrush to get and get her bag ready for the hospital. Right. And so this guy's talking on the radio. Lionel's fighting with Vera and the radio's playing and Paquita thinks that the person on the radio is Lionel. So she doesn't know anything's going on downstairs. (laughs) She's oblivious to the whole thing. She's asking him questions and the radio's answering for him. And eventually he wrestles Vera down into the basement yeah. And kicks the kicks that poor nurse down the stairs. Yeah. And, and he's got him trapped. There was one part where his mom is choking him and she's like, which toothbrush, green or white? And instead of yelling for help, he goes, green. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. It's just so Like you silly. use your breath to say which toothbrush, but not help me. So, yeah, so she comes downstairs and she's like, oh, where's your mother? And he's like, went to hospital, you know, just off she went. And Paquita's like, oh, okay." Like, she doesn't ask questions. She's just like, oh, okay, whatever. He goes to the vet clinic and he gets tranquilizers. And we meet another caricature, a vet who is um, a Nazi. He's a Nazi. And he's, he's very German. Very interested in dissecting animals in the weirdest, most cruel way. Yeah. And he, at some point, he rips his shoulder and you can see that he's wearing a Nazi swastika yeah. armband under his lab coat. And he they do this really stupid thing where he's got all these horns and stuff in his office. Yeah. Trophies and things like that. At one point, he stands up and he's standing like right in front of the horns, and it it looks like he's got horns. Oh, I guess I missed that part. It's it's so stupid. It's like 
I don't know. It feels like a Looney Tunes gag almost, yeah. but it's almost beneath even this movie to do that. But they still did it. He reminded me of the guy from Young Frankenstein, the guy who had fake arms and he constantly had to like move his hand. Oh yeah, to, I, know I can't think of about. what his name was, but that's who he reminded me yeah. of. So yeah, he he goes to find a sedative, and the guy's like, "I'm not a doctor, but I've got tranquilizers." And and um, so Lionel takes him up on that and gives him all of his tranquilizers, big bottles of tranquilizers, to use on the zombies that are in his basement. Yeah. Um, and it, it works. Yeah. For a little while. Well, but it's it's just so funny. Like I can just imagine them in the writers' room, and they're like, "Okay, okay, Lionel's." gonna be give it poking tranquilizers in the in the arms no 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 no. we have to do it worse in the eyeball yeah in the nose yeah as gross as humanly possible they did it like they just sat i'm sure they just sat around drinking being like how can we make this the most disgusting thing ever yeah and that's what they did and every single time he gave her the tranquilizer in the nose yeah why because it's gross sense I guess it would go like directly into her brain, but seriously. Quit it, trying to look for rationale. They did it because it was gross. Well, and it always made that yeah sound oh, that every holy time. guy earned every penny. <laughs> I hope he made more money than any of these people. I hope so too. I hope so too. So then at one point we get to the point where she is dead or Lionel thinks she's dead. Um, and so. Well, he poisons her and yeah. then he reports that she's dead and we have a funeral. Oh, man. This and is where we meet the priest, Father Magruder, who is amazing. <laughs> He's got the greatest bleached white wig. He reminds me of um, Leslie Nielsen. I always, oh, yeah. I always thought he looked a lot like Leslie Nielsen. I was Nielsen. trying to think of who he thought, uh, who he reminded me of, but that's a good one. And he has such great facial features yes. and like these zingers at the end of everything that's happening. This guy's really good. Yeah, he's, he's great. He's got to be a legit actor. He did a good job. Yeah. So everyone has showed up and, and Lionel's disgusting uncle shows up um, and he's very obviously just the slimiest, most disgusting person yeah. I mean, he hits on Paquita and is... He's got sores all over his mouth. Yeah, which we didn't quite understand because they never explained, except that he's like he's, he's a man whore. A, he's some kind of sex maniac, I guess, because he's hitting on everyone. But so. he's like, he's not like a good looking guy. He's no. like fat and he he's, wears a toupee. And, and he's got his pants hiked way up high and he's yeah. wearing a button down and he's got a haircut like Ricky from the trailer park boys. Well, it's a, it's a toupee. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, he's just, you know. He's just as slimy, slimy as they get. He's got sores, which are in different places from <laughs> yeah. scene to scene, which I, I loved. They're getting ready for the funeral, and um, the embalmer forgets her in the back room. <laughs> this is just, just a silly side plot that goes nowhere. It's yeah. just there to be gross. Yeah. So she's overfilled with embalming fluid. But it's like neon green embalming yeah. fluid. It just starts shooting out of her, out of her <laughs> eyes, out of her mouth. The guy who's embalming her has a sandwich that was sitting on her and it gets covered in the crap and he picks it up and starts eating it. Oh, I didn't see that part. The funeral director comes in and he's like, what the hell have you done? <laughs> and he does this little thing where he puts his fingers on her eyes and then smacks his hand and it knocks her eyeballs back in her skull. And he's like... <laughs> 
The show must go on. Oh, God. So, you know, they're having the funeral service and Lionel's trying to open the casket. He wants to make sure that she's dead and she's not. She's not. She's not dead at all. At 100% not dead. And there's this whole scene where they're like wrestling on the ground and they like. They eventually bust through the wall into the room where the funeral is taking place. And and the priest is, he says his line where he's like, well, she will lay for eternity. And then they come busted through the wall. Yeah. And by this point, he's already tranked Vera again. Yeah. So from the perspective of everybody attending this funeral, he's just slamming his dead mother's corpse through a wall. (laughs) And he ends up on top of her and it's just real awkward. Yeah. Yeah. And I think. And, And the uncle just starts cracking up. Yeah. Yeah. It's hilarious. They buried her and Lionel goes out to the graveyard to make sure she's still dead because he knows right. at this point that the tranquilizers are not working. Right. Uh, they're they're very short term. We also have some greasers. Yeah. Basic stereotypical greasers. Which includes the amazing Jed Brophy. Um, yeah. I didn't know anything about this guy until uh, you spotted him yeah he's been with peter jackson probably some from the very beginning um yeah. i mean he's done mostly bit parts he was a featured orc in the lord of the rings the two towers um for those of you who actually watched the movie it's the part where mary and pippin are captured by the rurikai and one of the orcs says they look at the hobbits and they say what about them they are fresh that's Jed Brophy. He's uh, he's the scrawny orc. Yes. And then he played Nori in the Hobbit movies. There were other parts that he had. His his son has been involved in several things with Peter Jackson. So, I mean, they're in pretty tight with Peter. Was he in uh, Peter Jackson's other awful movies from the 90s, like uh, Bad Taste and Meet the Feebles? I don't know. I, I'd have to look that up. I, I want to say yes. Probably. But uh, but yeah, so he mostly... The impression I get is that he is uh, Peter Jackson's Jason Muse. Yes, yeah. He mostly just plays bit parts, but he plays awesome bit parts because this part, the, the bully's name is Void. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great name. He's a great character actor. He does pretty much does all of his own stunts. And I mean, he will just, he's pretty much down for anything. He was honestly. great in this movie. Yeah, yeah, he was great. At one point, there he's making fun of Lionel and talking about how he's a mommy's boy and and all of this stuff, and he's peeing on the mom's grave. At which point, the mom reaches up and basically rips his crotch out. Yeah, <laughs> basically pulls him into the grave by his crotch. Yeah, and then throws him yeah. across the cemetery. And she comes out of her grave, obviously, and and she blasts out of her grave with a puff of fog. She shoots out. <laughs> That every, every zombie that comes back from their grave in this movie, and this happens a lot. Yeah. Like, they explode out of the ground with a puff of fog. It's, it's kind of amazing. They it's shoot great. out and land on their feet. Very rock and roll. Yeah. 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 So she, you know, she goes around biting all the bullies who are then turning into zombies. Um, and Lionel's like, oh, shit, I don't know if I have enough tranquilizer for everyone. Oh, what am I going to do? Thus enters Father Gruder, who is basically like, I kick ass for the Lord. <laughs> it's the greatest thing. And and this is a very well choreographed scene. He's doing like dragon kicks and shit, like flying through the air. And, and it's all done with ropes and pulleys. And yeah. it's 
absolutely fantastic. It's you perfect. don't see any of the apparatus that they use to, to do this. It's I'm amazed at what they did with this movie. As bad as it is, they put so much work into it. They did. They did. Yeah, so he's kicking ass for the Lord. And Lionel's like, oh, my God, I'm so he's glad you're here. He's dropping one-liners left and right. He is. He is. And then one of the zombies, I guess, somehow lost his head, like his head got cut off. Yeah. And of course, the dismembered head has to fly through the air and bite the priest. Right. Who then turns into a zombie. I mean, he had his moment and then he, you know, died like everyone else. He was fantastic in life as he was in death because he is my favorite of the zombies. Well, yeah. I mean, he gets it on with the other zombie. That's He's got right. some moves. Yeah. He gets it on with the nurse zombie. Yeah. Okay. So Lionel's got him down in the basement and he's got him all sat around the dinner table and he's feeding him like you do use your fuck void <laughs> he's got <laughs> he's got like some gruel that he's slopping onto their plates and of course the nurse zombie well her head's only halfway on so she's eating the gruel and it's it's slipping out of the slash in her neck god why does it have to be food so lionel pulls her head back because it it kind of dangles it's on a hinge and just starts slopping the gruel on her neck stump <laughs> kind of <laughs> haphazardly and then he puts her head back on and calls it a day oh my god so he's got Father Gruder, the nurse, his mom, and Boyd. That's right. He's got four zombies yes. that he's babysitting, basically. And the Father Gruder zombie is getting all kinds of fresh with the nurse zombie. Yeah, they're making eyes at each other. So I, I wanted to point this out, too, because I feel like these are, like, collectible card uh, characters. characters. Yeah. Like, you've got nurse zombie. They, these are garbage pail kids. But yes, yes, and you can collect all the cards, and you can make a game out of it, and if you collect them all, then you're the nerd of the year. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make these cards, and we will uh, distribute them via our Patreon. Ooh, If yes. you want your Dead Alive collectible uh, card PDF, mm -hmm. well, you got you to gotta donate. You got to go on down to Patreon, and uh, I'm going to hook you up with that. Yeah, yeah, because we have several artist friends that would probably love to do something like this. I mean, I, yeah. I at least know two people who would be willing to do something like this. Yeah, so. we're, we're going to make this happen. Yeah, yeah, I'm super excited now because I want to collect them all. So the zombie freshness turns into zombie sex. Yes, which is, I believe, a first. Yeah. And yeah. maybe an only. Maybe, probably. Uh -oh. No, uh, in Return of the Living Dead 3... Uh, the dude has sex with the zombie girlfriend. Yeah, but he's not a zombie. That's that's true. This is zombie on, on zombie, zombie sex, sex, which, by the way, produces something that's definitely a first. A zombie baby born I, of two zombie parents. Yeah, I don't even I like in my notes. I wrote zombie babies all in caps with question marks like 10 question marks it's it's insane <laughs> think about this i mean we've all taken biology classes yes i'm pretty sure this ain't happening and even if two people who are zombies were to produce a baby wouldn't it just be a normal baby no, it would be because, okay, but okay, we're going to get technical and kind of gross. I mean, we've already been talking about pus and blood, so just deal with it, okay? If you don't like it, cover your ears, children. Okay, so first of all, you have to think about- <laughs> If you're a child, turn this off. 
<laughs> Turn this off and unsubscribe, please. Um, you have to think about the the again the biology of it. You have you have to have a zombie boner. Yep. You have to have zombie jizz. Yeah. So therefore, if it's zombie everything, you got to have a zombie baby. That's the only way about it. She's got zombie eggs inside of her uterus. I suppose you're right. That's the only way it would work, Aaron. I yeah. mean, I, I can't imagine it any other way. I mean, why would it come out a normal human being? I mean, two zombies don't make a normal human being. Well, but I, I mean, I guess the zombie virus is uh, fucks with your DNA. I guess so. I mean, if you had like a human and a zombie, you might would have like half human, half zombie hybrid, which doesn't really make sense because it, it, it's two dead people. Yes. You can't have you, a half you know living, what? half dead baby. We shouldn't think too deeply on this. No, Jordan. no, no, no. I think they were just trying to go for the shock factor of. Oh, they it worked. Yeah. Holy shit. Well, and it's funny because uh, Lionel gets called out into the kitchen because his uncle comes by. Uh, basically yeah. to scope out the place and um, he's trying he's him. working on scamming Lionel out of uh, Vera's estate yes and you only can hear the zombies having sex but right. it's very graphic sounding and the zombies not only do they have sex but this child is born all during the course of this conversation yeah it's well yeah it's like a couple hours if even that I mean, good grief. Yeah. The Yeah, the gestation process of a zombie is very fast. Well, and what's funny is like when Lionel finally gets rid of his uncle, he uh, goes down to the basement. His, and- uh, his uncle's trying to get into the basement door because they can hear him. They can hear the zombie screw and he's like, oh, what, Lionel? Did you find your father's stag films? <laughs> And it's going back and forth between him and Lionel. And every time it cuts to Lionel and then back to him, his syphilis sores are in a different place <laughs> on his face. Every time. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's disgusting. They, uh, he goes down to the basement and he sees the nurse. The nurse is the one that gets prego. Right. And she's lying on the ground and she kind of smiles at him all weird. Like, and Lionel finds the baby in the radio or was he behind now, the radio and he punched through it was in the baby was in the radio now but the version why? that we watched um i downloaded i i purchased uh, <laughs> <laughs> good save good save um, good save and this was the dvd version uh-huh now when i watched this it was on vhs mm-hmm. and i very clearly recall there being a birth scene Ooh. it wasn't very graphic but there was something in between the conversation and the baby being in the radio. I don't quite remember what it was. So, okay, did she give birth in the radio? No. Or did the baby crawl in the radio? She gave birth and the baby instantly crawled away. Oh. <laughs> so this there was no goo goo gaga phase. This baby was mobile immediately. He looks like uh, what's his face from the Goonies. Sloth. So he looks like sloth. Yeah, he kind of does. Yeah. And, and <laughs> but way less. If there's yeah. a, if there was well, a way it, that he was covered in slime and had sores and I mean this is a this is a pure zombie child. Yeah. Nothing good about this kid, and he's a feisty little fucker too. Yeah, and he like runs around. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. 
Lionel takes the zombie baby to the park right. in the middle of do. the day. The, okay, so so why? why? Why do you take the zombie baby to the park? I don't know. Did like, he get like, did he kind of take a shine to the kid? He's like, oh... I'm going to take you to the park. Well, he had to put it in the carriage and then put barbed wire around <laughs> the kid. Right. Like, wh- I don't understand. And so, you know, he's watching the other mothers and he's trying to copy what they're doing, trying to make it look normal. And the kid escapes somehow, you know, and the the, the carriage rolls down a hill. Oh, that's right. And you've got that bum that's like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they keep cutting to this bum for no reason. And he's yeah. just, and, and it's obvious that the shots of the hobo were taken with a different camera on a different day in a different place. Yeah. I don't know why he had to be in this. I imagine <laughs> he's a friend of Peter Jackson's. Probably. Or maybe some kind of cameo. Maybe he's a, a popular New Zealand actor. I don't, I don't know. know. But they went to great efforts to put this man in this movie. Yeah. And then we proceed to see Lionel chasing the kid around and punching him and throwing him on the ground. He, he picks him up and beats him up against the pole for the swing set. <laughs> and there's a part where uh, they, they of course do the seesaw thing where, uh-huh. where the baby ends up on the seesaw and, and ends up getting flung across the park. Oh. <laughs> so imagine filming this scene. You're, you're Lionel. Yeah. <laughs> and you've got this doll and you're just swinging it around and punching it. Well, but also somebody had to puppet that thing. That must have been delightful. Yeah. Well, to, and to there were that. there were points in this scene where it was a midget, too, in a, in a suit. Yeah. Running around in a pinstripe or a red and white pinstripe. This jumper. this baby is uh, size agnostic. <laughs> sometimes yeah. he's tiny. Sometimes he's about the size of, of a midget. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny because anytime that they shoot the the um, the zombie baby as like he's running around, they have the camera like at an angle. Yeah. So you can't get a good perspective. They try to make him look smaller. Yeah. But you can very clearly tell that it is a bigger. It's a person. Person. It's moving like a person. It's not a puppet. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's just so, so, so cool. So they used midgets in this film, which is, which I always love. Or at least one. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and I think it's just so funny that everyone is watching Lionel beat the shit out of this baby and no, no one, one does calls anything. the cops. No one stops at him. The, at the end of that scene, he walks past two mothers that are looking at him in disgust and he says, hyperactive. <laughs> and one of them <laughs> just- good. One of them just looks at him like, oh, okay. That explains everything. I have to say, though, sometimes sometimes the accents were a little bit too New Zealandy, and I couldn't understand what they were, like, half of what Lionel was saying. Yeah. And I, w- I was always like, wait, what did he just say? Because I didn't know that he said hyperactive. I don't yeah, know what he said. That that line in particular was almost inaudible. I mean, it was it didn't sound like uh, like human yeah. speech at all there's several places that i can't understand what he's saying yeah one or two i yeah. mean i had to think about it for a minute but i figured that one out so he manages to get the baby back home and you in know a sack in the sack he puts the baby in a sack and starts beating the sack <laughs> um so he gets home and lionel's uncle is waiting for him and he's basically like you know you have to give me the inheritance and the house or otherwise i'm gonna you know well he found all the zombies zombies down in the basement that's right and they were sedated so as far as he knows lionel's just got a collection of dead bodies in his basement including his own mother 
Yeah. So he's basically like, either give me all the money in the house or I'm going to expose you and you're going to get thrown in a loony bin or go to jail. And Lionel's like, okay, okay, fine. Well, yeah, he goes and picks up the phone, calls 999 or whatever the emergency number is in Oz. 999. He's sitting there looking at Lionel. Lionel's like, okay, you can have the house. And he hangs it up. Yeah. Blood is thicker than water. <laughs> At this point, he goes to get more tranquilizer. Yeah. And uh, Paquita sees him, and he tries to hide behind the car, but then <laughs> the car moves. First thing he does when he sees her, yeah. a, a trolley comes by, and when the trolley passes by, he's gone. But there's a car kind of off to the left of center of the scene, mm -hmm. which also takes off, <laughs> and Lionel's in the fetal position, kind of huddled up next to the car yeah with a big huge bottle of tranquilizer tucked in his coat he's like oh i didn't see you there yeah and she comes out and she's like i tried to call and i you never answer the door and i thought we were in love with our romantic entanglement and uh he's like look i i just can't and he looks horrible like he hasn't yeah. had any sleep he looks he's got sick. blood all over him yeah yeah, he looks disgusting. And so he's basically like, look, we just can't see each other anymore. And she's just like, she starts crying. And, and there's a scene where the other guy comes in and punches Lionel in the face and is like, yeah. don't ever touch her again. And so he goes back to the house and the uncle is like bribing him out of the house and blah, 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 which he instantly invites all of his friends over. Yeah. Which I'm sitting there going, how does a guy who very clearly has an STD have so many friends? Well, and he's come in from out of town yeah did he phone up all of his friends and say come on down to wellington and i have no I'm throwing idea a party i thought it was just all local people and it's a bunch of it's a bunch of young kids yeah and and girls and they're all dressed like they're in the 50s yeah 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 they are it's awesome um it's really bizarre yeah yeah so it's uh it's just so strange to me that you know this sleazy syphilis face covered looking jackass yeah has all of these friends that come to the house um and so we can kind of you know th there's a lot in here uh that happens yes and to go through each scenario would probably take us forever so we're just gonna condense it down and we're gonna say lionel the the jar that he gets from the vet's office is actually not tranquilizer. Right. It is animal. Um, well, it's a poison. It's a it's a stimulant. See, because he want, he wants to kill these zombies. He wants yes. to end this once and for all. So uh -huh. he's got some poison that he's going to use. And so we go through this whole scene where he says goodbye to his mom, and he <laughs> injects her through her nose with the poison, yeah. and she dies. And then. He gets interrupted by his uncle and... Well, because Paquita actually comes to the party. Like, she leaves her right. date, her fair weather football glory days weirdo date. And she comes to the house and, you know, there's a whole thing where the uncle is trying to basically rape her. Yeah. Um, and she Yeah, kicks... he's a rapist too, apparently. Yeah, gross. Um, and so she kicks him in the nuts and she goes to find Lionel. And... This is the first time that he gets kicked in the nuts. <laughs> it happens like ten times. I counted. It's eight <laughs> he gets kicked to the nuts eight times before the end of this oh i sequence. was close i was close yeah, you're very close and so she ends up going downstairs and finding lionel and all the zombies and she's like oh my god the curse the surrounded by death like she's just like still going on about how this is her true love and this is you know meant to be thirsty bitch apparently she's just 
that superstitious. I, well, I guess so. I don't know. Because she didn't give a shit about Lionel until the prophecy. Yeah. I mean, she was like giving him Which the stink eye. Which was a half-assed eye. prophecy in the first place. Yeah. And so, you know, she's there supporting him and they bury all the bodies. And yeah. both her and Lionel go upstairs and Uncle finds them and he's like, I'm going to get you, you bitch. And basically locks them both down in the well no he just locks lionel down in the yeah. basement and he takes paquita to you know be a horrible person too he drops the bottle and it it rolls a little bit and he and he's on the ground somehow because he got thrown into the basement yeah and yeah. and the bottle rolls revealing on the back it says warning animal stimulant yeah and he's like oh shit and this is when the shit just I mean, the dam breaks because yeah. all the zombies come back and they are stronger than they ever. They blast off out of their graves as, Land on as their they feet. do. Ruh. Yeah. You know, they're super zombies. Like Mortal Kombat characters. <laughs> all but mom. We don't see mom yet. No, we don't see mom yet. But everybody else has come back and, and they're, you know, starting our starting our card collection. And yes. Basically, what happens is that everybody except Lionel and Paquita is killed in the worst way possible. The I mean, next half hour of this movie is just amazing, bonkers. gory, murder after murder. You've got a scene where a man gets his rib cage ripped out. Yeah. And it was very gross and very slimy and visceral, and there was meat everywhere. You see a girl get punched through the back of the head through her mouth. So that's one. Yeah. You see a girl who gets her head smashed into a light bulb. Oh, and the light bulb. Jack lantern zombie. Yeah. Another card. The light bulb is flickering. So, and she's in a lot of scenes. You just see her in the background squirming around, and her head is flickering <laughs> yeah. with light from this bulb. Jack lantern uh, zombie is going to be a special edition one. Yeah. It's going to be a, a super collectible card. I'm excited about that one. We've got the. The baby zombie running around uh -huh. causing all kinds of mischief. Yeah. You have a guy that was skinned alive, but only like half of his yeah. body. He was just trying to hide in the dumbwaiter, but a bunch of zombies pulled him out. Yeah. And it just like degloved his lower all torso. All you see is his, his bones. Yeah. And he's kind of wiggling him around yeah. and shit. <laughs> it's so gross. Oh, and you've got the monster that's made up entirely of organs. organs. Uh, uh, an organ puppet. Organ. Yeah. That's right. It was Void's organ puppet. Because he that gets farts pulled. everywhere. Ugh. Why? Why does there have to be a farting <laughs> organ zombie? And, and when the organ zombie first comes to be, it looks in the mirror and it's got a pair of lungs for wings. And there's <laughs> and it looks at itself and kind of starts gooing and gone. And you hear actualization for the organ zombie. And you hear like like lullaby music yeah. in the background, like it was just bored. It's just a vignette of everybody dying in the grossest ways possible. Yeah. And, you and know, we have the infamous lawnmower scene. If yes. you talk to anyone about this movie that's seen it, they're going to bring up the lawnmower scene, which is perfectly understandable. Although I would say that at this point, it's kind of tame in comparison to the shit yeah. we've already seen. But this is where all the fake blood was used. I heard that they ran out of fake blood when they were doing this scene. Well, yeah, and I mean, so he just comes in with the with the lawnmower, and what does he say? He says, "Party's over." Yeah, that's right. He says, "Party's over," and then he <laughs> he fires up the lawnmower, which he's got strapped to his chest, and he just starts 
walking through the horde of zombies and there's body parts and meat and gallons and gallons of fake blood just flying everywhere oh and they do this they do that one part where he's trying to run but he's slipping on the blood and he's just basically running in place like a looney tunes character oh my god yes oh and and we also have the organ zombie hooks its anus around lionel and pulls him up into the into the ceiling and then drops him lionel lands head to head with a zombie that explodes it's so nasty yeah so i mean if you thought that quentin tarantino used gallons and gallons of blood just watch this movie and oh no this makes quentin tarantino look like wes anderson and all of this blood is going in this actor's face yeah. like all of the actors are just getting squirted and sloshed with blood and probably like ground beef and yeah. ketchup and anything they can to make it look as disgusting as possible I have to say, though, that was probably hella fun to make. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it was. I would hate to be the guy who had to make all those fake arms and legs, though, because there's a lot of them. Like, there's a pile of... Okay, so the uncle goes mad-ass with a couple of knives and chops up, like, a dozen zombies into little pieces, which he's got in a pile. Yeah. And all the arms and legs are twitching and shit. <laughs> so cool yeah and uh how do they do that i probably laughed way way too hard at lionel using the hand to pull the the chain on the lawnmower yeah, because he's he's fallen over and he's got the lawnmower on top of him and void the zombie void has ha well, half of him at half least. of him anyway um half of his body is like on top of the lawnmower and he's trying to grab lionel and he can't reach he can't reach the the le the pulley and so he gets a hand and he, <laughs> he grabs a it. random hand off the ground he gives himself a hand <laughs> <laughs> Shit. and he pulls the pulls the pulley and it just spins void until he's you know nothing well he, he just starts spinning with the lawnmower until lionel grabs his hand and then it starts grinding him up and we get to see void inch by inch sliding down into the lawnmower and there's just blood shooting out it doesn't even look realistic at this point it's no. just like streams of blood obviously coming out of a hose yeah and, and it's just great well and there's they've one... got him lit from behind and you can see all the blood like in silhouette almost it's disgusting it's great it's great the girlfriend paquita she's been in the kitchen the whole time fighting off other zombies and trying to protect the girl that's with her and the baby zombie comes into the kitchen and he's in the blender and yeah. for half a second, she's like, oh, no, I can't. I can't turn the blender on because it's a baby. And he throws up all over her. Yes. And she's like, bitch. And she goes to turn it on. And the baby starts running yeah. in the blender. The whole baby thing, it's like watching Sylvester and Tweety almost. Yeah. Yeah, it's just very um, slapstick yeah. with this baby. I mean, it's it's kind of actually perfect. I mean, it just adds like that special little ridiculous element to it that you, yeah. you know. It, it, you don't see in other movies. It brings, in a very twisted way, a bit of levity. Well, because the baby is not scary anymore at this point. No. Like, you just see him and you're like, oh, son of a bitch, zombie baby. Yeah. You know, running away and killing people. Like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. So then he has killed all the other zombies, thinks that he's won and, and he's defeated all the zombies. And now he can get Paquita and go live his life. But then mom decides to join the party 
Yeah. Mom is like two stories high. Enormous. Oh. Nude. God. We've got giant puppet titties and a big old <laughs> giant puppet belly. And a ass. Yeah, big old giant puppet ass. Oh and my it's God. this is a scene straight out of Meet the Feebles, which yeah. you haven't seen. I have not. But it's just as bad, only with more puppets. Yeah. I can't even imagine how many people it took to first make that thing and then puppet it around to walk and then move yeah. its arms and its mouth. Like, Yeah, that was definitely a difficult puppet. That is insane. I mean, again, I just wanted to be in the writer's room and they're like, all right, so we're going to have mom and she's going to be naked and we need someone to puppet the tits. <laughs> like... Really? Like, who is sitting there coming up with this idea? I like. I don't know if I want to slap them or if I want to shake their hand because it's just, wow. Out of this whole movie, the only thing that really disturbed me was the was Bob. <laughs> I mean, it, it, a lot of it was gross, but it was funny. Yeah. This is just gross. Like, this is just sickening. It was a bad puppet. Like it wasn't, well, it wasn't purpose, a very well-made puppet at all. Yeah, I guess she was just kind of beat up, and there were pieces missing from it. And well, her like half her face is sliding yeah. off the giant horse skull that she suddenly has. Right. Yeah, it's. It, it, I found this. I found the mob puppet to be very disturbing. Yeah, and she chases them up to the roof, and in the middle of all of this. He decides to face up to her because he finds some some stuff in the attic. Yeah, he finds out that she <laughs> murdered his father because he was sleeping around. Yeah. Yeah. So everything that he remembers about the drowning and being afraid of water was actually not in the ocean, but in the their bathtub. bathtub. Yeah. And this is the moment of all the moments that he chooses to face up to her. And it's so funny because we're watching this and he's like, tell me the truth. And she starts talking. Yeah. Like she's in starts, her normal voice. Yeah. almost. And, and I was like, are you kidding me? And Aaron goes, so, so this is the point where you feel like the movies jumped the shark. <laughs> yeah. Everything else was fine. Yeah, you could have totally done without it. Yes. I mean, it wouldn't have made an iota of difference to have the this little subplot of what happened to his father, but they decided to put it in it, in the movie. I don't know why. I, I think it was a bad move. Yeah, it just took away from it for whatever yeah. reason. She, like, sucks him into her, her belly. Her doing belly like, splits in half, and it's got teeth. It's like a Venus flytrap. Yeah, and she does, like, a retroactive birth right type thing yeah she she sucks him in and then closes up with him inside yeah and you think for just a second that the hero has been destroyed and paquita's like no lionel no my love my eternal romantic entanglement and she's the mom's like you little slut and she tries to reach for her and then at this point lionel's like bitch and he busts out of his mom's stomach which he cuts his way out of her with the amulet that the old Spanish gypsy woman gave yeah. him. Yeah, to keep him safe. All of her, you know, guts and stuff are on the roof and... And, and she just explodes into blood. It's just... Yeah. It's just blood everywhere. House is on fire. The uh, zombie that had the light bulb in the back of her head oh, finally she... burst into flames. <laughs> I forgot about that. The next scene is Paquita 
and Lionel, and they're standing outside. Mm-hmm. Fire department's there, and it shows the baby alive. Well, as alive as the zombie, as a zombie baby, baby, baby could candy. be. Yeah. In the fire, laughing. The baby survived. Peter Jackson was perfectly willing to do all of this shit, but he wouldn't kill a baby in his movie. But, I mean, it was a son of a bitch zombie baby. What does it matter? We Obviously, it does matter because the baby, we did not see it die. Okay, I'll give you that. Maybe they were setting it up for Dead Alive 2. Oh, man. Dead or alive. Can you imagine, though, like a Dead Alive 2 with today's technology? I would love to see this movie remade. Although, I think he would probably do it the same way. If he decided to do something like that, I I think it would cheapen it by doing like CGI nonsense. No, definitely would have to be done with practical effects. But with modern cameras and digital process, I think the movie could be improved upon. Yeah. But we're not talking about that same Peter Jackson anymore. No. This this isn't the Peter Jackson that took $3 million and made what I would argue is one of the most thorough movies ever made. Yeah. It it knew what it wanted to do and it did it till it was done. Yeah. We went from this guy to the guy that ruined the Hobbit. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, if I'm being honest with you, it was not Peter Jackson that ruined the Hobbit. It was the studio. Oh, of course. I, I would I would definitely agree with that. So, yeah, their house is burning down. They kiss with blood and guts all over them and they, yep. and they go and live happily ever after yeah and that's the end of- that's it that's the end of the movie <laughs> the credits were rolling and aaron was like well did you hate it <laughs> and i was like no i didn't hate it i just you you I don't know how i feel you actually. didn't know what you were in for no no you know i felt kind of bad about that because i knew that i was doing this to you i knew that i was about to inflict <laughs> this movie upon you but I'm glad you didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. Like I said, I don't. It was really a know... well-made movie, for what it is. Yeah, because it was made on made campy on purpose. Like yeah. there's a difference between a movie that is taken too seriously and it ends up being campy, and right. then there's a movie that is made campy to be campy yeah. on purpose. And as campy as this movie was, all of the practical effects were top notch. We have the the one claymation part that was bad, but other than that. This movie was shot well. Mm-hmm. They did a lot of interesting things that we haven't seen done before. Mm-hmm. They did some things that didn't work, too. There were some bad angles in there, but there were a lot of good angles, too. There were a lot of good shots. Uh, the fight scenes were very ambitious. Mm-hmm. You had the priest flying around and doing fucking dragon kicks and shit, and it looked good. Kicking ass for the Lord. <laughs> yeah. You had amazing acting like that guy uh-huh. and uh, the the girl that played Paquita was very good. Mm-hmm. Lionel was okay. Uh, the uncle was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, he he's like the King Joffrey of this movie. You know he's <laughs> probably not an asshole, but if you ever see that guy out on the street, you're going to be like, that's that fucking asshole because he did such a good job. Man, I enjoyed giving him um STD nicknames. Uh Syphilis Steve, Gonorrhea George, Hepatitis Henry, Pustule Pete. Ew. That's 
awesomely terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think I won. Yeah, I think you did. That was that was good. Although I like Syphilis Steve a lot. Syphilis Steve is pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's dead alive. I mean, I like I said, I don't really know how I feel about it. I probably won't watch it again. You know, just to be perfectly honest. Yeah. But it it was fun for sure. I had a lot of fun watching it. I laughed a lot. It was fun pointing out the really terrible, you know, like the train sets and the puppets and the the midget baby that ran around. Like that stuff was fun. And, and yes, if the you, train set scene was absolutely a blast. Yeah. And, and so if you go into it knowing that you're getting into campiness and not actual terrifying anything you don't have to go into it knowing it because they're gonna let you know immediately with the train scene well especially i felt it immediately with the camera angles like when they're in that valley in sumatra like the very first camera angles you're like oh holy shit yeah what am i watching so and it like it harkens to stuff like evil dead and reanimator and just all of these different really wonderful films i think that that's that speaks a lot for it if you put it up there because evil dead is evil dead is definitely a fan favorite when it comes to both bruce campbell and to horror movie watchers and so when you put it up against that i feel like it's you know it holds its own on that in that respect yeah and then at the end of it all you realize that this was done by Peter fucking Jackson. (laughs) And you just have to go, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. And how did he go from that to Lord of the Rings in just 10 years? Well, it makes me want to watch his other really, like his earlier films. It really makes me want to watch. What what is it? Bad Taste. Bad Taste and Meet the Feebles. That's right. I've seen them both. Huh. Dead Alive is the best of the three. Meet the Feebles was just gross. Like it was all really gross sex stuff that I'm I'm not into. And uh, Bad Taste was fine. It was about an alien. It was really bloody, just like uh, Dead Alive, but it was much less of a movie than Dead Alive. It's all talk. Yeah, It's mostly talk with a little bit of stuff going on, but it was fine. I I would definitely recommend if you like Dead Alive, watch Bad Taste. All right. Well, I'll have to buy it somewhere. Right. Because we don't pirate things. Definitely not. Definitely not. Definitely not. So should should our audience watch this film? I would say yes. Yeah, me too. I, I would definitely say yes. You me know, too. if you're squeamish, don't watch it while you're eating. If you're not squeamish, eat all the tacos while yep. you watch it. It'll be fine. So uh, that's it. Yeah. You want to tell the folks about uh, where they can find us? You could find us everywhere. Yes. Just look behind you right now. We're right there. No, not really. Boo. Anyway, um, so you can. I'm glad that you told them that we're not really there in case they were <laughs> worried. I don't want to scare them. I, I do. mean, we just took them through the most turbulent zombie movie ever. I don't want them to be scared. You never know. So you can find us on Twitter at Defire Cinema. You can send us a lovely email if you choose at dumpsterfirecinema at gmail.com. We're on Facebook at Dumpster Fire Cinema. Yep. Um, we also, our Patreon is, uh, patreon.com slash defire cinema. Yeah. Uh, sign up, donate, uh, at the $5 tier, you will get access to our music episodes and in a few short weeks, um, the dead alive collectible trading cards will be available. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to get on it. 
That's going to be Get great. up there. Give us some fucking money. We ain't, we ain't doing this for the love. We need your cash. Yeah, because we have drug problems. Fuck you. Pay me. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so, so much for listening. Oh, yeah. Don't forget, uh, if you want to find any of the stuff we do, go to onichanproductions.com. Yes, yes, where you can find our lovely other podcasts and our videos and all of our other crap that Mike can't stop making. I swear to God. He's just cranking He's that shit out. He's got too much time on his hands. It's they just, pay it. He gets paid for that shit. I know. Can you believe that? It's sad. It's just, I hate him. Yeah. <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you yeah, can- Say hi, Mike. Hey. That's hi. Uh, Mike from Very Dark, Very Quick. He's yeah. in the studio. Yeah. there. You guys are going to be recording. Very rare to see these worlds colliding here. Oh, I know. It felt- it's, I double booked. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you again so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you later. Bye. We love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Dumpstafar Cinema. Be sure to tell your friends. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. This has been Rogue Media Network Podcast.